Mercedes. Micah. Hey. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> Hi. This is so fun. I have a funny question for you. Oh, it, actually, yes. it's a really important question. Okay. <laughs> Would you rather have hands for feet or feet for hands? I would rather have hands for feet. Okay. Yeah, I think that sounds right. I think I would too. Right? I Because I feel like I could still, you know, just like the chimpanzees, I feel like yeah, their foot hands for is kind of more handsy. Yeah. And you could still tuck them into shoes, you know? Yeah, we could. And we could probably <laughs> swing better from trees. And that would be really great. Totally. And I could pass my kids stuff. You know how you're like, I wish I had an yes. extra set of hands. Yes. And you would. <laughs> I do feel like I have really strong toes because I was a gymnast in my developing <laughs> years. And I had to grip my toes on the beam. I had to grip my toes on the beam so hard that I can grab things with my toes very purposefully. You know, like if the kids are like, hand me that pin under the table, I just grab it with my toes and bring it up to my hand. <laughs> So that's already you're halfway there. <laughs> Mercedes, did you see that movie that won the Academy Award last year? Uh, the now I'm blinking on the name of it, but they there it's so wild, and there's all these different multiverses. And in one of the multiverses, the people have hot dogs for fingers. <laughs> no, I did not see this. <laughs> if Heather, Is it a sci-fi? It's sort of. Um, it's, oh my gosh, I can't believe I can't remember what it's called. It was my favorite movie I saw last year. <laughs> really? I yes. Seen this. But I'm, I, my brain is not capable anymore of remembering <laughs> names of movies. So I've entered that stage of life. Well, all of our listeners are going to be screaming at their- The name. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. But I feel like I've told you to watch this movie once before. During you probably have, and I need to remember. Once you remember, tell me, okay. and then I will remember. We'll put it in the it. show notes, everybody. But it has that they definitely have <laughs> hot dogs for fingers. That's amazing. So it's a comedy. Yes. Okay, I'm looking it up right now. Oh no. And side note, Micah, today was the first day I went to my workout because I haven't been able to be consistent on a time. So I was like, the only time that I can be consistent is at 4.30 a.m. <gasps> Mercedes. I'm so-, so I went. That's incredible. <laughs> I'm so proud of and you. And I can do this three times a week. I can do that. Like, there's nothing really interfering me at 4 30 a.m at 7 a.m yes definitely always a possibility yeah. a all those other times but I'm gonna try 4 30 and I'm really happy I'm excited about it wow. I might crash at two <laughs> but <laughs> I am excited wow that's I mean there is something keeping you from 4 30 which is the the fact that the sun has Sleep. not risen and your body <laughs> wants to be asleep. <laughs> but other than that, I actually struggle with sleep. So it actually, I'm like, sometimes, you know, I could be tossing and turning around that time and then finally fall back to sleep around five and then be like 
super deep and then almost like stumbling into the day where I really think this could help my possibly help my sleeping issues. Okay. Well, I'm very proud of you. And thank you. Um, just think how much harder that would be if your fingers were hot dogs. Oh my gosh. When you do circuit training. <laughs> I know. I do think I could be pretty fantastic if I had just set of hands. <laughs> yes. Hot dogs, no. Hands, yes. In uh, the movie, everyone is everything, everywhere, all at once. Oh my goodness. Have you heard? Did you hear of it? You never heard of everything everywhere no. all at once. Mercedes, you have no, to see thank it. thank you for telling me. Okay. Okay. I will. Okay. It's both. It is a comedy. It's sci-fi. It's wild. It's wild. And it's so good. <laughs> okay. So that's my pitch. Um, thank okay. you, everyone, for – I hope you're all cheering Mercedes on for her uh, <laughs> success. And also Ooh. cheering me on because I looked up what the hot dog finger movie was called. And <laughs> thanks, everybody, for being here. It's time Ooh. to shout some worth and shift some narratives for people with Down syndrome. Today, we're talking about all those big feelings that can be hard to regulate at times. Happy, sad, angry, frustrated, excited. It's not always easy to know how to express those feelings, especially for our kiddos with Down syndrome. And we're chatting about how we've been working on helping our kids handle those big feelings and so much more. So friends, this is real and unfiltered conversation between me and Mercedes. You don't want to miss it. <laughs> Welcome to the Lucky Few Podcast. Hey friends, Micah here. When Ace was around one, I started to worry about the future. I worried about how to even know where to begin in saving for him. When you have a child with a disability, how do you even start to think about saving money for that child's entire life? It can feel overwhelming and terrifying. That's why Enable Special Needs Planning exists. They provide families with simple solutions and a unique approach to special needs planning. Find out more at enablesnp.com. Dear amazing listeners and Down Syndrome family here on the podcast, if you've been listening for a bit, then you have heard about Jack's Basket from our interviews with founder Chris Carroll. You can go back and listen in episodes 44 and 180 to hear about this incredible nonprofit that Chris Carroll started called Jack's Basket. They are on a mission to make sure that every baby with Down syndrome is celebrated and every family is congratulated. And that's just exactly what they are doing. Since the first time we talked to Carissa, Jack's Basket has celebrated almost 7,500 babies, okay? Get this, in all 50 states and over 40 countries. Carissa, team at Jack's Basket, this is incredible. They are working to shift narratives by partnering with healthcare professionals to change the way a Down syndrome diagnosis is delivered. By equipping medical providers with diagnosis advocacy resources, families are receiving the support and the hope 
that they deserve as they begin their new journey. Lucky few friends, let's help shift this narrative. Let's help them with this imperative work and welcome new families to this incredible community and impact their story from the very, very beginning by letting them know that their baby with Down syndrome is celebrated and they are not alone. You can visit jacksbasket.org to learn more and request a basket. That's jacksbasket.org to learn more and request a basket today. All right, before we get started, let's read a wonderful review from our friend Amber, who says, I love this podcast. Thank you for all your open and honest conversations that I've yet to see anywhere else. So grateful for all the resources and amazing guests you bring to the community. <gasps> Thank you, Amber. That means so much to us. That's really, really encouraging and sweet. Um, friends, don't forget to leave a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. All right. Well, Mercedes, it's just you and me today. I know. Hi, dear. <laughs> Hi. So we we wanted to have a conversation about helping our kids with regulation, with their emotions, and and that's what we're going to do today. I we all could sit down and talk about how there are a lot of extra challenges when it comes to emotional regulation mm-hmm. for our kiddos with Down syndrome. And I just wanted to start by asking you, Mercedes, what what your experience is of helping Sunny regulate her emotions versus mm-hmm. like your other kiddos. Hmm. So for Sunflower, um, just yesterday, actually, I know she's not feeling good. She actually is home today from her enrichment class because she's not feeling good. And it's taken a while for me to find the cues of, because Sunflower doesn't always, she does sometimes just now at the age, well, she started around nine. She would point to her throat or she would point more clearly to the parts that were hurting her. But um, I have to look for other cues, which I can sometimes miss because I think they're behavioral, like in a like, oh, she's just having attitude, Mm -hmm. right? Like I have to I'm in such a fine um, line between like raising a daughter a daughter who's emotional who's also 10 and then who also has down syndrome who which i i never know is this the 10 year old is this the girlness of her or is this down syndrome like you know all at once i i'm not too sure but i've what's helped is remembering if she starts like repeating herself a lot sounding a little bit obsessive about one thing if um she's starting to tear up quickly if she's starting to um be extra hyper i know something's coming about like i know either a shutdown's about to happen she's not feeling good um it's usually that those two a shutdown or she's not feeling good so i have learned to pause and do some sort of like either hold her hand or give her a hug 
while I'm asking her, are you okay? Are you feeling frustrated? And trying to give her emotional language for what she's feeling. And she's really good about saying, yeah or no. Like she will tell me, like if I said, are you frustrated? She'll say like, no, sick. Mm -hmm. You know, she'll like, then she has to be um, invited to express those Mm. feelings though. Like sometimes she's not quick to realize like that her own body's kind of spinning out of control, you know? So usually getting her calm, and if I'm able to, I'll like say, hey, let's go listen to one of your songs, you know, that I don't normally let her listen to because she would listen to the same songs over and repeat. But I'll be I'll be able to change the mood that way. Or if I just stop to give her attention of what she needs or if she's able to retreat um, and like go read a book. It's usually something like that. If I can be with her or if someone can play with her if there's something positive she can do and she has energy for she'll snap out of it or if she is able to just like break away and read and take some time that's her two like coping Mm. ways i've found to be successful that's really great yeah how about a space well you know it's interesting when you add in the piece of ACE that's affected by autism. And then you also add in the, the non-speaking part. Um, they, there's so much going on when it comes to emotional regulation. And uh, yeah. we're, I feel like we're still like navigating kind of basics of getting to where he can tell us his feelings. But we've made some really good progress. Um, he's mm-hmm. He's been working really hard on using PECs and using his AAC device on a really consistent basis. And he has a therapist every day Mm -hmm. who asks him, um, like, hey, we have a therapist who comes in the home every day, uh, four days a week. And so when he comes in, he asks him, how was your day at school? And he has four options on AAC, sad, happy, tired, you know, um, mad or something. And he tells him. And then later on (laughs) during the session, he asks again, how are you feeling right now? And Ace can tell him. And so Ace has gotten a lot better at, at just stating and recognizing his own feelings, which I think is such a significant part of like learning how to regulate yourself. And, um, so even like, you know, I, I told him on Friday night that it was time to stop watching his iPad and he, he is always so naturally sweet and passive that, um, I, have been trying to remind myself, like, I'm seeing a lot of progress in him when he gets mad, you know, (laughs) like, and he got mad about me taking the iPad. And his madness was more like he makes the sweetest pouty face you've ever seen. And, uh, and I was like, you seem really sad. And we pulled out his talker. And he, he hit sad, sad sad, you know, and, and I was like, you're sad because I took the iPad and he was, I mean, just even having those moments where he is able to express that what's happened to him 
like caused him to have a feeling. And now he can tell us that yeah. feeling. Um, it's really big. And I think that it's, so it's happening big. more and more. And I'm trying to be pretty consistent with when he's feeling really happy, having his talker available for him to say that he's happy and for us to talk about what's making oh, him happy. Cute. And uh, so just like, you know, that so that basic like starting to know your feelings so you can later regulate your feelings. Yeah. Um, and, you know, and I think another big part for him has been the the importance of like nutrition in his regulation. Yeah. And yeah. we've had Vaish Sarathi sure. on several times and she has been so yes. helpful for me. Um, she has mm-hmm. a podcast, Functional Nutrition for Kids, mm-hmm. right? That's what it's called, mm-hmm. Functional Nutrition mm-hmm. for Kids. Yeah. And, uh, and she talks a lot and shares on her Instagram a lot about helping helping her son, Sid, who's 16, who's been on the podcast as well, um, regulate himself through nutrition, through good foods. And I see such a difference in ACE if he has gluten, if he has dairy, if he mm-hmm. has additives that his body's not used to. And or even mm-hmm. if he, we overdo it on sugar, we all went out for 100%. we all went out for Froyo as a family on Friday night. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't eat Froyo. He doesn't like cold stuff. Plus he doesn't have dairy. Yeah. But he um I gave him a a chocolate like peanut butter cup thing without knowing that Chris had given him two earlier in the day. And that's oh, all gosh. it took. I mean, that kid was, yeah, was totally. like giggling until 11 o'clock at night. Um, and Cute. just like, <laughs> and, and like, I, we just couldn't get him to sleep. Just, just yes. jumping on his bed, giggling. Stimulated, yeah, wired totally, up. Totally. <laughs> Caffeinated. So I think there's like, right. There's so many different levels to this, right? There's like the part where we play as parents of helping our kids communicate, of recognizing what we're seeing, of dealing with the, um, the challenges in a way that is generous towards them and helping Mm -hmm. them see what's going on. But there's also just the like part we play as parents as of knowing our kids' bodies and, um, Mm -hmm. knowing when, too many chocolate peanut butter cups have already been consumed. Totally. So. I know for sunflower too, um, while we were talking, I was thinking about this, that another coping thing that we do is I offer her like a shower. Mm. Hey, do you want to take a shower? Um, I just think water changes Mm -hmm. her. It's warm. It's soothing. Sometimes even I'll, find her like laying down while the shower like hits her back you know and I could just tell that's doing something for her um I can also tell when she's feeling a little bit like tense or agitated if um and maybe this because we also homeschool if she's been almost like in a structured way for too long she hasn't had her like natural freedoms to like go kick a ball around, go shoot some hoops. Like she hasn't had those moments of like enough for her moments of like, do something that I want to do kind of a thing. What, like, instead of like 
going from class to class then to therapy like I can just tell which days you know and she'll even say like when we get home she'll be like love home mm. like she's like happy to be home yeah. you know um because I've realized as she's gotten older like she really does love to be out and about and exert herself but she loves a good amount of time at home with her stuff mm. reading her room she just really is also a homebody um so I can tell when she's like kind of especially when we went to summer camp I could tell towards the end where she was reading reaching her this is a lot of people yeah. all the time limit yeah you know <laughs> and she needed space to go out into the and she did she went out into this little area of the forest and was reenacting all her songs she liked and was like playing the way she wanted to play and express herself you know not necessarily hanging with the group of girls that like to chit chat have camp crushes (laughs) bracelets she like needed to go and you know be a fairy in the forest so (laughs) she needs that space sometimes too and when she doesn't get it she's gets I could tell her regulation she's getting agitated right well and I think that that's like a for our kids with down syndrome and as parents who most of us don't have low muscle tone and we don't know what it feels like you know like the recognizing that the way that we interact with our environment is is and the way that it feels for us to interact with our environment is so different than how our kids feel. Mm-hmm. And that can be hard for us to get our heads around. And yeah, right. I think that there's like, I mean, I've found with Ace over the years, when he can't fall asleep, it's because he hasn't like tired his muscles out. In, and yeah, what it that. takes yes. for him to do that is a lot more than what it took for my older boys to do it. Ace can go and jump on the trampoline yeah. for two hours straight and and right. then run around and, and then be just getting right. started. <laughs> but then also I mean and yeah. it's so hard to kind of get your head around because at the same time he yeah. slumps if we've walked for longer than a block. You know, like it's <laughs> it's, it's so like I, but he needs it. He just needs to like feel that Nothing. joint compression and Figuring yeah. out the kinds of the kinds of sensory interventions and regulation techniques that he needs. I I learned early on from his first OT when he was a baby how to do joint compression massage. Did you ever learn that? Mm. Mercedes with Sunny. I think maybe I did. Show me what it looks like. Yeah, tell it's me what like, it looks like. I feel like I did. It's like taking, like you put. Or proprioception. Yes. And I pressure yeah, that kind of. Like, with pillows, yeah, you know? Exactly. So, like the, with, with, the, she taught me with Ace, like you put one hand on the shoulder joint and then push with the other hand the, the, the bone kind of up into that joint. And then you do it on the next joint, mm. like into the, elbow joint and then the hand into the wrist and the fingers into each of those joints. And that has a really, that has always had a super calming effect for Ace. It's just like any way that I can help him feel his body. Cause I think what, what can happen to him is like, he gets like his, his limbs are like running away (laughs) from him. He's like, where did they go? And However, right. I can help them feel that they're there again. Um, 
And maybe that's why jumping feels like he's feeling all the joints get hit or they're like touching each other. And then the, but with walking, it's just, he's not feeling (laughs) a lot of work holding. Yeah. He's holding his body up and he's not feeling each of those parts get, get pushed in. Yeah. Hmm. But it is like a, yeah, it's like a, a, I, I think sometimes we can get in our heads about kids' emotional regulation. Like, you know, mm-hmm. the part, the times when I'm not the parent I want to be, I'm just frustrated with my kids for not. And their attitude. Yeah, their attitude. Totally. And how they're behaving. Yes. Right. And so much of it. And I think Ace has helped me so much see this. Uh, how much is physical, how much is about his joints and his muscles and his nutrition and his sleep and all of those things. And that's helped me so much with my my older kids. I have one kid who yes. has an anxiety disorder and he can get dysregulated by what he's eating or how much he's sleeping right. or um, yeah. and uh, but my natural inclination is to be just angry with his attitude. I know. Annoying. Right. And with Ace, I'm so <laughs> much more gen- like I'm so much more generous towards Aww. him. I I mean it helps that yeah. he's like this little thing. Um he's yeah. a baby. But yeah, I think it is it's so helpful for all parents to recognize how physical those needs are. I think so. I think also too cuz Sunny and Rhodes are so close in age. They're only 18 months apart. And he'll tell me like every day about a new ache and pain that he has, you know, some sort of growing pain or some sort Mm. of paper cut he's now experienced. And I just wonder, too, about those like littler things that are that Sunny goes through that won't come up you know, mm-hmm. that are just internalized, right? Because she doesn't have a way to express. Yeah. You know, if she's feeling gassy, where Rhodes would be telling me all day. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like, yeah, it's so yeah. interesting how much goes unsaid that also that I try to like be a detective for my kid and realize mm-hmm. rather than just go off of Sunny's attitude because she is a sassy girl. So sometimes... I'll let that part of her be what I see first rather than, Mm -hmm. okay, but why, why is she right now? We're having fun. Like what else could be going on? So I need a constant reminder of that. And I've gotten better, especially when it comes to sickness, right? Like I feel like that Mm -hmm. took some years to realize her tells because she'll be hyper running around the park but also then be emotional. And I'd be like, oh, you're not sick. You're running around the park. And then the next day she's got a fever, Mm -hmm. like going downhill. So like, I just, I see it now a little bit more ahead of time where even her being hyper, even though she's sick is like um, a form of expression, right? It's almost, it's Mm -hmm. weird. Like she almost gets like hit with extra energy and then crashes before she gets sick. So I think as we begin, as your kiddo gets older, it just, I don't know, you, it's like these little roadmaps to those different things that, um, those different emotions that they're not telling us, but we as parents 
get to see because of all the different other times they did certain things. And that's something that I would say for Sunflower. She is consistent with her tells, like with her little tells of how she is feeling dysregulated. I feel like Um, it's for me, at least I could tell why she would feel dysregulated based on the kind of behavior she's having. But that's only it's just taken time since it's all done by example, not communication. Yeah. Yeah. That's I mean, I love that. I love your word for being a detective of your kid. That's so good. (laughs) And it's so and it's so true. And I think that that I hope that's an encouragement for our listeners who have younger kids that Mm -hmm. I mean, even though it's it's going to be harder because communication for the most part with most kids with Down syndrome is just it's it's more challenging than a typical yeah. child but there the flip side of that is that we we become so much more i do feel like i'm more of an expert in ace than i am in my yes. other kids i you're feel like, like in tuned like yes like we're you're just so in tune with your child yeah because of that non-communication and that detective work, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's true. It, uh, yeah. It'll be interesting. I sometimes think about that. And as Ace gets older, like, what will that feel like when he's in his 20s and I'm still mm-hmm. his detective? Like, will he be like, get off my back, oh, baby. Yeah. <laughs> Give me some space. I'm like, what's going on? <laughs> Where are you feeling? <laughs> I said I was just having a bad day. <laughs> Why yes. did you slump your shoulders? Right. Yes. <laughs> what are you trying to tell me, Sunflower? I saw you go <laughs> look at the side. You, did you side eye me? What's happening? No, I know. <laughs> so, okay. I have a question though, because so Sunflower, if she's feeling frustrated, dysregulated, this kind of goes along with what you're saying, Micah, because I feel like, too, we kind of force or, yeah, we kind of force our kiddos with Down syndrome to have to do Mm -hmm. more than we ever would our typical children, really, in the sense of, I mean, therapies, they're there to help in hard things, right? Like, our kids have to just, like, exert so much more to um, gain the skills that we want them to to gain physically or emotionally. And I just wonder too, if you have ever felt this way where like for sunflower, um, we tried to, I think I mentioned this possibly, but we tried to do piano and, um, she just Mm. was not having it. The, the OT part of it was hard. The, like the letters, the slowness of it, you know, like all that was really hard. And it, I, and she was really bummed about it. And so I didn't yeah, push it. Right. I'm like, well, fine. If you're not a piano player, you're not a piano player. That's totally fine. I thought maybe you could be a savant. <laughs> could be like a really great story, but that's fine. We'll stick with basketball. Um, but <laughs> have you ever found yourself wanting Ace to do something, but then to be like, okay, no, this is not something I have to force upon this attitude. You know what I mean? Like they can't, I'm not going to regulate Sunny. I'm not going to like try and work on this with her. So she learns an instrument. I don't know. Have you ever had that? Cause I've, I have that. Like how much do I push 
or how much do I really listen to these nonverbal cues that she's not going to want to do this? She's not interested. I got to move yeah. on. Yeah. I mean, I think I feel this all the time. And I feel like we've had this conversation so many times on the podcast of how much do how much time do we have our kids in therapy and what, you know, how do we know when to just let them play? And how do we know when to push them to join the, you know, inclusive or typical sports team or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. And I was feeling that even on Saturday, he's been going to, uh, I signed him up for literacy training or tutoring at our local Gigi's Playhouse, which is awesome. We've been, uh, driving for that. Yeah. But he has so much therapy during the week that I feel yeah. I'm I've been starting to feel guilty about like even though this is like a play-based thing and he's in a fun room and he's like Cute. you know bouncing on a ball while they make sounds of vowels, <laughs> you know that I I still feel like so cute. Yeah. I this is just another this is Saturday and he's not getting to just hang out like and uh, he's been working so hard all week does he show any signs yeah does he show signs or resistance at all um this week he did this week he and it's not like a ace's resistance is not clear to anybody else except for like me and chris because yeah. he's just comes off so sweet <laughs> like it's and so he's, yeah he's not like pushing anybody away and this was a i'm bouncing on the ball or i'm jumping on the trampoline and we're making ah ah da da ba ba sounds and i but he would not open his mouth and make sounds and oh, okay and that was for me this the sign that because i saw him the day before making those sounds for a speech therapist and i was like okay the speech therapist yeah. is asking him to do this and now i'm taking him to to reading tutoring and they're asking him to do this and he's yeah. like guys give me a break and so i think yeah. that that's for me it's it's a constant push and pull of because we're always started we're always trying new things i he needs to be trying new things because he's a kid and right we're still he's finding right. his way yeah. right this is the age and so yeah i think there is a there's a bit of that that's like okay we have to know when to step back and when to quit and when to say hey this is as much as my kid this particular kid can handle even if another kid can mm -hmm. can do other do more or jump up on a right. Saturday morning and go yeah to this fun thing I know right because I I like our title big feelings and I just wonder too as they get older and wanting that more independence um how those big feelings might be coming out more or might seem to come out more because they're more under a microscope yeah you know we're always watching our kiddo we're always getting you know, by the therapists, they're always evaluating, watching your kids too. You know, that's just so, that's a different kind of world than, I don't know, anybody else who doesn't have a constant eye on them would feel like, I don't know. Yeah. I'm just thinking about that and how, if I think that's the push and pull that I feel with Sunflower are these big feelings 
um, something that need to be regulated or uh, like released sometime, Mm -hmm. you know, is it hormonal? You're 10, like you're going to get your period in the next three years. Right. You know, like it is interesting because um she'll like all of a sudden start crying I'm like oh I feel like it's like time of the month type stuff you know because like I'm like I could start crying <laughs> let's just you know? start crying <laughs> this, this is a lot <laughs> you know or she'll like have days where she's like show show and she just looks like her body's aching and like mm-hmm. for no reason you know it's hard to grow up growing pains I don't know and you got to go through it with your boys like teens sleep a lot right like I feel like all that energy I don't know I'm just trying to be aware of it as I do feel like it's I'm experiencing big feelings and she's not a toddler you know she's like turning into a little lady so yeah and I do need to find different ways to help her regulate herself but sometimes it's almost just like time giving her a hug and giving her some safe space to be not have to be anything but just restful for herself or talk to herself or like play on her own yeah yeah you know oh and just giving I feel like giving our kids that that that's giving them a tool to to say hey this helps you when you go read a book Mm -hmm. it helps Mm -hmm. you feel better go do that or taking a shower makes you feel better and that has been a it's been revealing to me like having teenagers of mm-hmm. i like so much of helping my kids with their feelings is helping them know themselves you know i have one yeah. who he he needs to take a shower he feels so much better just like sunny yes. when he takes a shower uh-huh. or he needs to listen to music really loud because he's a teenager and you know that's that sounds like that's, andy that's how <laughs> just like andy needs to yes yeah and so like but helping them recognize or even you know saying to my teenagers like you haven't exercised today and you know it makes mm-hmm. you feel better go for a run mm-hmm. go ride your bike do something. And, and that's, it's the same thing that we need to teach our kids with Down syndrome. It's, yeah, it's helping them over and over see what it is that helps them so that they start to gain independence in those moments of being dysregulated where they can say to themselves, this is helpful for me. And hopefully start to go to that on their own. Hopefully Sunny is like, no, like starting to know that when she goes and reads a book, yeah. she feels better. When she plays alone in her room, she feels better. Yeah, I think it's helped a lot. I know with our IEP last year, and we're going to be having like a review one in December. Um, they, This was the first time she had an aide who was also ABA certified. And we talked about, and Sunflower has joined the building, hi, everyone. Hi, Sunflower. <laughs> say hi hi i'm glad to see you i know she's so happy to see you hi miss micah (laughs) there was some like when she so unlike ace is my adorable boy and sunny's adorable too she's a little bit more of a grunter (laughs) (laughs) it's like not sweet you know she is very not into what you want her to do 
And so, and she'll like even like take out a standstill and even like put up her arm, like, mm, like no, yeah, you know, take like a firm stance. And I know that was something that they really wanted to work on and kind of something that was like held against her in a way. Like, you know, and I feel like when you're talking IEP, like there's certain words I do not want labeled on sunflower and aggression is mm-hmm. one of them. Like yeah. it's really big for me that that not be written in there and and even though when she does put up her arm and grunt a little bit it does feel jarring you know especially because I feel like she's so like fun I feel like too and maybe I'm just her mom that it feels jarring even more because you don't want to see that behavior I don't know anyways so that has totally subsided and I'm knocking on wood since introducing her AAC device, you know, now she can press her button and say, stop, stop, stop. Yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to. Or like tired, you know. Um, and so there isn't that um, kind of harsh resistance anymore because of the talker. Right. So it it was like a tool that made it so this certain behavior that they were like, do you want to introduce AB? what's our plan if she does put up a front like what if she does this you know and and now we entered the device and she has now a word to put to it and you can't ignore that you know not that her ABA person would ever ignore that but then I think too when Sunny would make that stance now they her her aid would then focus on the action rather than still the feeling or the emotion behind it right but if now she can press her button the emotion and feeling is being addressed not how she's acting and that has been huge that's been a huge shift like she's so much more positive calm and um i don't know it's been a really great year for Sunflower. And I do think her device is been super helpful. I mean, she's still super silly with it. And just like how other kids need to wait their turn before they talk, we have to teach her about waiting, for <laughs> like waiting <laughs> to press that button at appropriate times, you know, like you can talk after the teacher. And, um, but it has helped also with that regulation, that emotional regulation where her frustration isn't so much like a physical stance anymore, but yeah. 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 can be helped through the talker. And it makes so much sense. Like I think about how I feel when I am misunderstood or, you know, just like, I feel like someone is seeing me as something I don't think that I am, or I'm not like, I don't want to project. And, and you think about how, not having that, those communication tools, like even just the difference between being able to say I'm mad versus I'm sad. Like those are yeah. two really different things. And when you start to feel understood, that cycle of frustration can end. It can be yeah. like, otherwise you're, you're not just mad about whatever happened. Now you're mad that whoever is you're trying to communicate it to doesn't understand does that how you feel about what happened yeah and so yeah that sounds like that's it's been been huge for sunny yes because i like she is an emotional girl so a lot of the times 
of frustration is a it's an emotional reason to something not always like yeah anyways it's yeah. been really really good and um that has been I guess a regulation tool as well yeah yeah like you were mentioning for ACE yeah it has been a huge tool and I think too we've talked about before around here about using social stories um yeah I think for our listeners if like that is something really helpful that I've found too for Ace to prepare him for hard experiences. Haircuts. Mm-hmm. We have a social story for haircuts because he does not like to get his hair cut. They're like going to the doctor, having to get a shot. You know, there's so many things that our kids have to, or blood draws. We all have to do blood draws mm-hmm. for yeah. our kids. And just being able to, as much prep as we can give them ahead of time, as many visuals as we can give them, then I think that every way that we can support from the, what's the word, like support beforehand before it becomes Mm -hmm. a behavior that's difficult. Right. Right. Is there, is there anything else that you've found Mercedes Mm. that is, has been helpful that we haven't mentioned? I do. I 100% agree with you on food. That's what I wanted to say, because I can definitely tell if we've been traveling or like sports are kind of in the not in the way, but in a bad way. But sports like we're just not being good on our meal prep. So we're eating out more food, salt and sugar really affects sunflower gluten, eating too much packaged foods, Mm -hmm. you know, like, um, now that we do a couple drop-offs, like I have to be more intentional about her lunchbox, all those things. Yeah, I can tell when Sunny is feeling a little bit foggy. She also, her eye is a tell for those different right. things. Yeah, like we talked her, about that. Yeah, her left eye will get a little bloodshot or a little red. And I see that and how frustrating that must be, right? So then it's dry. Mm-hmm. Like then she's probably agitated. I definitely think that affects her a lot. So it's count, it's constant accountability really. As yeah. Parents, yeah. You know, cause it's, it's like, Oh gee whiz, sports happen. Like busy weeks happen and food. It's such a huge thing. And it's a really big thing in our world nowadays that you can get fast food, you know, and you can, choose to go easier route that does give you some bad behaviors but I even feel that way too like I'll feel bloated I don't know there's just something to it I'm so glad to be aware of it but also like then when I'm messing up with that for sunflower I'm always oh I know better than this yeah yeah be feeding her junk (laughs) uh well we're we hope that uh our listeners if y'all have anything to add Please join the conversation on Instagram or let us know uh, what what you are doing to help your kid deal with their big feelings. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, thanks for letting Mercedes and I blabber on about oh. our stuff. <laughs> uh, before we head out, we're going to take a little break and then we'll be right back with some good news. You better be ready, Mercedes. Get pumped. All right, listener friends, do you know of a new baby recently diagnosed with Down syndrome? If you do, will you please send them to my house so I can hold them? 
I just need to hold those new babies. Can you also go over to jacksbasket.org to request a basket and welcome them into the lucky few? Jack's Basket celebrates babies with Down syndrome and provides gifts, resources, and a parent connection to the Down syndrome community. Impact a family's story from the very beginning by letting them know that their baby is celebrated and they are not alone. Go to jacksbasket.org to learn more and then send that baby over to me for a quick snuggle. I don't know about you guys, but planning for the future has always been overwhelming for me. I am overwhelmed by the details of investments, savings accounts, and trusts. I spent a lot of moments afraid of a future that I often don't know how to plan for. And having a child with a disability can make all of those things feel so much bigger and more terrifying. That's why Enable Special Needs Planning exists. They provide families with simple solutions and a unique approach to special needs planning. When Chris and I met with our team at Enable, they talked to us about so much more than ACE's needs. They talked about our dreams as a couple and as a family. They worked with us around the savings we were creating for our other children. And they gave us the kind of expert advice we needed to feel secure and prepared. Enable wants to help you create a comprehensive plan for your entire family. Find out more at enablesnp.com. Time for good news, time for good news. Everybody, welcome to the good news. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, we're here and it's time for good, 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 good news. You got your news and it's good and it's in your shoes. And it's in your hands that are made of hot dogs. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> that, you know, it just came to me. It just came to me. Hot dogs in your dreams, <laughs> everybody, <laughs> from now on. So, Sunflower, my good news is this past Saturday at our game, Sunflower made a basket yes. and scored two points for our team. And Sunny. I got it on video and it was so great. I know she's made like she's tried for a ton and it would always like hit the ring or the backboard and like go a different way, but not in the net. This one was in the net score and it was wonderful. And everybody cheered and screamed and freaked out. It's amazing. It was fun. Um, I My good news <laughs> is. Just that, you know, I've talked a little bit here about what a difference ACE's receptive communication is, like the growth he's mm -hmm. experienced in receptive communication, where he is understanding and responding to the things we say to him. And yeah, we've been working with a speech therapist I kind of mentioned earlier, uh, who is doing prompt with him. And uh, did you ever, have you ever done prompt? Mercedes, like it's there's a lot of like so. it's it really good? great. It's it. a lot of touching, like he shaping his mouth to make sounds in a particular way. So it's really good for kids with speech apraxia. And so we sat this therapist wow, out, okay. and you know he has he's never had like a physical way for someone to teach him 
how to shape his sounds because that just doesn't come naturally. And Mm -hmm. I've just been so proud of him because he is responding to the work that she's doing with him. So this past Mm. week during speech, she was, we were listening to this song that was like, ho, 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 ha, ha, ha. You know, like they're really over the top, but he, she has her hand on his, on his chest and his back and kind of pushing in to help him feel that ha, ha sound. And he was starting to do it. And that's just, it's just really cool to see that there, you know, there's so many different ways to help our kids learn things that it feels like. I, I mean, I know for me, I felt this is impossible. Like he, because he hasn't picked Mm, it up naturally that when I'm like, say, ha, ha, you know, (laughs) but like just have somebody there who can like touch him in a way that helps him feel what that sound is doing. um, That's been really cool to see. Yeah. Yeah. So cool. I love that. A space. Well, we have another piece of good news from our friend M. Rob. M. Rob says, I went to Emiliano's first meeting to transition out of early intervention. It went so well. Everyone is so excited to meet him, and I am a little less nervous for this next step. <gasps> that is yeah, really Anytime great we're less nervous is, is a win. <laughs> it's like a great time. <laughs> anytime we're less nervous is a great time, you guys. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yay. All right. Well, it's time to wrap up now. And we just want to remind you, friends, that you can head over to theluckyfew.co and use the code podcast to get 10% off all your narrative shifting gear. And as always, we're grateful to Josh Avis for editing this episode and to Ashley Fracalosi for producing it. If you like this episode, share it with family and friends and don't forget to subscribe. Thank you to our sponsors of this episode, Jack's Basket and Enable SNP. And we just want to remind you to check out the luckyfewpodcast.com for show notes about all the things we talked about today. So many genius ideas, y'all. <laughs> I hope so. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and be sure to follow us on social media at the Lucky Few Pod. And listeners, you are slaying it. We love you. We're cheering you on. And we can't wait to be together next week. Bye, you guys. Bye.